Hey, can I offer you a Guinness? Oh, sure. Happy belated, by the way, St. Patrick's Day to anyone that's celebrated. Yeah, sure, it's on the stove. Our cat has now moved from the Scotch bookshelf to a stove that's cooking soup on it. Yesterday was fun. Mm -hmm. We went to Merlin's. Now, yesterday was way more chill. Which was uh, nice. Which was nice. Yesterday, where we yesterday we just went to Merlin's Rest in South Minneapolis. Which is my number one. So of all places to go, that was the right one. Yes, super cozy. It was a Sunday afternoon. wasn't super packed. No, it was packed. Yeah, I mean it's it was just, busy, but it wasn't like it wasn't shoulder to shoulder yeah. like it has been some other years. I think because it was Sunday. Yeah, I think because it, it fell on Sunday. I and, bet Saturday was crazier. Yeah, and there's a bagpiper, so that was nice. That's all I want. That's all you want. Is that too much to ask for on a St. Patrick's Day to get a proper pint of Guinness and someone playing the bagpipes? You have a hair on your cheek that's bothering me. I think you got it. (laughs) I can just see the outline through the window behind you. Oh, my gosh. It wasn't attached. Slancha. Slancha. Still good. Here's the deal. The problem with enjoying St. Patrick's Day for what it is, is that I would... Just say it. Just say it. (laughs) I would say that the majority of people in America go uh, and celebrate St. Patrick's Day just because it's an excuse to go party. Yeah. And that's why you have the Irish pubs. And well, and we use it to go, like, have a, some good drink and some good food. I don't actually know anything about St. Patrick. I actually heard that he was a bad guy recently. Oh, really? hmm I want to get your opinion on this. We go to Merlin's Rest. For a pint of proper, listen to some bagpipes. Then we're heading on our way to, we've got a little bit more time to kill between going to uh, our friends Tim and Ariel's new place. They just moved in. We're going to go over to their place and have dinner with them. But on our way over there, we had some time to kill. So we stopped at, was it the Bull's Horn? Mm-hmm. Which is a dive bar in South Minneapolis. It used to be like, it wasn't this, one of the last three, two bars. Yeah. We're sitting there and it was just like any t- anywhere Midwest small town USA, a dive bar, right. and, and they had their beer of the month with that, which I think we were so sitting there with the shells fire brick mm-hmm. is what they had, and you went to the bathroom and I'm ju- I'm sitting there and uh, side note something magical that's been happening to me that's been it's I'm almost overstating the awesomeness I don't want to overstate it but I don't want to over understate it either I've been getting in this habit. Of when we are out somewhere going to a restaurant or a bar, turning my phone on airplane mode. Because I know you get annoyed when I don't bring my phone with me. Because that's the extreme version. Because then you always ask to use it. Oh, yeah. hey, can I Google so-and-so? Can I grab your phone and borrow it? Can I take a quick picture of your yes, phone? But, so the ha- that habit has been if I'm going out with you on like a date night or we're going to hang out. And I know I won't need my phone for a life and death situation or something. Deaf. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, life and death situation, but I, I've been leaving my phone out because I want to be more present because I found that if I have my phone with me all the time, I naturally, if you leave me, you go to the bathroom, it's just us two. I pull it out mm-hmm. and start scrolling through things. But I've realized that, uh, something we're missing in life is the opportunity to feel boredom or let our minds wander yeah. in the small moments. But look around even. Yes, look around. Who knows what kind of conversation will pop up with you and someone else if you're not sitting and having that barrier of a phone in your social media right in front of you. So the small version of that is turning, if I'm going with you somewhere, it's turning my phone on airplane mode and just throwing it in my pocket and not pulling it out. 
Uh, and I found myself doing that. I didn't have my phone with me. You went to the bathroom. I'm sitting at this old bar. And as I'm sitting there, I start seeing those. I mean, maybe I'll put a photo because oh, I took, God, a, I took a photo. I, yeah, tell me your thoughts on this. I, I took a photo of it has those deep indentations, those divots, those worn. Deep nicks in the bar. Yes, the kind that it looks like multiple people have been running their finger along or running Picked a Picked at. Or, yes. Yeah. Something that did not, it's not something that something fell in the bar and it nicked it. It is. It's been other people uh, nervously messing with it. Well, and it's like a soft nick. I mean, it's deep, but it's like soft. If it was some hard piece of metal fell on it, then it would look sharper. Deep, yeah, sharper. Yeah, and if you're all right, so if you're interested in what I'm talking about, I mean, I put a picture uh, of this somewhere, maybe in the show notes of this or on on the website, or actually go uh, my social. I'm a, I'll post a picture of this on social media on Instagram t- today, uh, but. As I'm sitting there and I didn't wasn't distracted by my phone, I was staring at it and my mind in maybe a cheesy way went to someplace deeper and I started thinking about maybe how how is life how are we like these nicks in the bar? Okay. Did <laughs> you rolling your eyes at me? I know it's a, No, I know, I'm trying to get there. My thought was as I'm looking at these nicks, I wonder uh it's interesting that when you have an indentation or a scratch, a small scratch happens in that bar, initially something happens. And because it's not taken care of, it's not uh, sanded down, it's not fixed right away because right. that exists. The next person, the ne- oh my gosh, Strider. The next person sitting at the bar shows up that scratches there. And I think the majority of these bars with these indentations and grooves that are in there, someone just, they pick at it too. They so just it, absent-mindedly. Absent-mindedly runs their finger at it. Or I've seen people like sitting there with a, uh, coin. What, a coin. You're just picking at it. The bigger it gets, the more it invites other people to absent-mindedly mm. pick at it. And the groove mm. in the bar becomes deeper and deeper. I've seen these. It's just pretty standard on any okay, dive Okay, but bar. get to the analogy. Okay. But the analogy is, is it true? whatever we are whatever exists within us we attract and by that i mean this i can only take this in the like a musical sense uh the we the catch 22 in music is that nobody in the touring world or even studio or in the professional music world wants to hire someone that wants to get a gig so they can learn how to play that kind of music everybody wants to hire somebody right okay that is already doing what they want you yeah. to be hired to do so if you want to be on a massive tour if you want to be doing like awesome awesome music if you want to be playing awesome like whatever it is you need to already be that person yes before other people are going to be attracted to what you're doing and invite you yeah. to. So it's a kind of catch-22 because you need experience to become this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like any job. And in my industry, it is a common known fact that employers like to hire people who are already working, which is ironic because I mean, a lot of the people I'm working with are unemployed. Yes, and so they're not working. And you'd think, I would like to hire someone who is not working and looking for a job. No, I want to hire someone who's already working because clearly they're more valuable. So that's one component. And then there's also just the whole cyclical nature of, you know, needing experience to get into a field, but then not having the experience so you can't get into the field. I mean, it's it transcends any industry. 
Yes. Yeah, so, so, okay. That's exactly that's exactly what where my mind went. That's why I'm, that's why I'm pumped that you're here. That one that bounces off you because it also reminds me of the old. An old saying my dad used to say uh, growing up in that, where how did he say? He, he said something to the effect of, if there's trash in your yard, there's a higher likelihood of your window getting broken in your home. Or maybe vice versa. Homes with broken windows get more trash thrown in the yard. So the thought of the more trash is in the yard, the more trash your home is, the more it invites or encourages people to just throw trash in your yard or break a window. Okay. Yeah. And I think, and I, I, I didn't understand. I, I understood what he was saying back in the day, but it wasn't until I was older that I actually read a study talking about that and breaking that down about the psychology behind if someone sees something already trash, well, they're not going to care if all it's just yeah, something yeah, yeah. subconscious makes you um, add to what already exists. Right. Because it feels like it's okay. So, my question is how is it, how can we, if you want to create something, if you want to be a part of something, if you want people to hire you, uh, in to do something, how do you create within yourself that? How do you be professional at mm-hmm. something before people hire you to be professional at something? You got to fake it. Kind of. Yeah. Right? And I know I in my conversation with Joel Bowers. If you build it, they will come. Kind of. I know. Really? Oh, as lame as that it's is. It's super cheesy, but I oh, think it's... Fucking cheesy I, as hell. And like we were saying earlier today when we were talking outside... Everyone feels like they're faking it. We're all just pretending and we've all just got into the fields we're in and the work we're doing by the skin of our teeth and we're all just making shit up. Yes. And don't feel bad about that. Lean into it and just keep making shit up because people will eat it. Hell yes. So. And, the, I mean, so here's here's the double. I don't even know why we're talking about this in regards to anything. But. The reason I'm saying all this stuff is because I am, and I'm going to start, I'm getting back into, I'm, I'm saying right now, I'm getting back into the daily podcast episodes. You said that last week. I know. Nah. Um, but I've kind of had like a dark mental week. I've had a, like sure. a, I've had a really dark week of second guessing myself because my... While I am in town and anytime that I am off touring, anytime I'm in town, if you live in Minnesota, the majority, I'll say the majority of Minnesota, Minneapolis musicians play at different churches around town because Minneapolis, Minnesota has an interesting culture where there are a lot of massive churches in the cities and uh, they're looking, they want professional musicians because there's an amazing music community here. So people are getting paid a ton of money to play music in churches. And after a certain amount of years, I said, screw it. I can't do this anymore. It's killing me. So anyways, without diving into it, because I think in some episode in the future, I'm going to dive into the reasons why I'm stopping, but I have felt compelled. I have to stop playing at churches because of the way it all, there's so many reasons. Um, but the punchline and the way this connects with everybody listening is that the the way I the way I would connect my particular to the universal of whatever anybody else is going into is that I have a really steady thing going that I feel dead inside when I do. And I know that even though technically I should feel great, because it's still technically music. Every time I do it, I feel like I am uh, I'm giving something up of myself, and it's it's impacting me negatively on a personal level. And I've known I've got this secure job that I've known I should quit for a long time, but because of fear and finances, I haven't given up. 
So I don't know where I'm going with this. All I'm saying is that I've given up something secure to step out into the unknown of the future, not knowing the exact particulars of what's going to open up for me. And anytime you do that, it's super scary. And I've been thinking a lot about um, you attract what you are. Right. And it's a very, although I'm, what I want to convey in this is that a natural thing is for dark, negative, doubting thoughts to come into your mind anytime there's a big transition or life change happening. But I, and I don't think it's good to ignore those and push them aside like they're wrong. Mm-hmm. But at the, same, at the same time, you have to acknowledge that if you embrace and let yourself just stay in that negativity and bummed outness or fear, uh, I think something registers in the universe that things don't open up. That I think you, are, you will not be able to attract the full potential of your own awesomeness. And like I've talked in past conversations with people, your future self pulling you, the future, your future potential of awesomeness that wants to pull you towards it by staying in the negative, in a negative state, you hinder yourself from being there. Yeah. So all this to say, this bar that it was <laughs> Oh in, my God, the grooves on the table. The grooves on the table make me think of, that's a question I want to think of, like, what am I attracting? Where am I at right now? What am I putting out into the world? Um... Uh, Oh, maybe it's reverse. What do I want to attract? Yeah. And what about that is already within me right now that I can embrace? Because I think we have a choice. We're not binary. We're not, the, we're not this one thing that we are. We all have a bunch of dimensions within ourselves. We all have a bunch of negativity, positivity, motivated, unmotivated. So uh, I, and I think we, like I've said a bunch on this podcast before, that we judge other people mm. we judge ourselves by our intentions but we judge other people by their actions and i think that's how the world works so like the grooves on this bar i wonder if i can ask myself what part of myself do i want to act on mm-hmm. because that is going to determine what i attract in the universe does that make sense at all yeah okay so with that, I don't have any answers. Maybe that if you have any thoughts, is there something I'm missing? If you agree, if you disagree, I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to call in or text the podcast hotline. The number is in the show notes below. Or you can hit me up at thecuriousbod.com slash contact. That almost sounded weird. The curious, bod. The curious bod. I'm curious about your I've got bod a- and I'm curious about my bod. <laughs> <laughs> the curious pod. That's the theme song yeah, for the curious pod. <laughs> com slash contact. I would love to hear your thoughts. But at the end of the day, I hope that wherever you are, that you realize that we attract what we are and that we have a choice of what we put out into the universe. That you are allowed to change your mind. If you've been putting something out, that's fine. If you've been if you've been in a funk lately, if you've been in doing some, you, you have the right to change your mind, and you get to determine what you put out in the universe. 